Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. John 10.10 says this, A thief does not come except, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus ends that statement saying, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Now, one thing we need to really pay attention to is what Jesus says. He says, this is the only reason why the thief comes. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells me that the thief is going to come, right? The thief is going to come. Now, how we deal with the thief is all dependent upon what you know. And so I believe the responsibility for us is is to know because everywhere in scripture is tied to the word know, knowing, understanding. So we need to have this information if we're able to fight the good fight, fight this warfare that scripture talks about. Now, the title of my message is War, When the Enemy Attacks. Now, what I want us to to realize is is that we're going into this understanding of beyond. We are going beyond. Now, what I need you to, to get inside your heart, understanding, is to realize what does this really mean or how can you show me something that I can understand in this journey. And the closest thing I can in scripture is, is that when you see any type of ugly happening around Jesus, there's a different attitude in the midst of the ugly. All the time. When the, when the uh, disciples were in the boat in a storm, Jesus is walking on the water. Now, He's not walking with everything calm and and soft and smooth. He's walking in the midst of a storm. When he's in the boat with the disciples in the storm, he's sleeping. So what we see here is we see the storms that are happening, the storms that are taking place in life. It's not a continuous storm, but it's a storm in their journey. And what this means is, is when we're living our lives in the beyond, we're going places that we've never gone before, that storms arise, that there are going to be the opposition to our journey. The journey's still happening. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Though it might be difficult, though there might be this, this, this opposition that's getting you tired, agitated, aggravated, even fearful. The point is, is the journey's happening in the midst of a storm. Jesus shows us the attitude that we must receive. And remember, the way you receive something is, is you allow it to take place. You allow it to be accepted in your life. You can't walk this right. You can't live this life right until you receive It just ain't going to happen. You keep everything here, you're going to reason everything away all the time. You're going to reason away. Everything that you see that's important as you prioritize, you'll reason it away. It's so easy to move it out as that's not priority right now. This is priority. This is what we need. This is what I need to have. This is, and you establish that as priority because this doesn't make it here. This is what matters. So when you have a love of money and then God's telling you to do something different with it, it's easy to put it aside. No, not right now. No, no. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you have a love of something, it's so simple to push priority of what God says out of the way. And so what we're doing is we're trying to get that word in us. Why? Because we are in a war. And I need you to recognize something, especially, well, everybody, but younger believers in the faith. If you're new in this journey, you need to know that there is an enemy. 
There is a spiritual warfare. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says this. Now, now listen to this. I need you to really hear me. Because what you're not going to hear is the devil came down with a shotgun. The devil came down to stab me. The devil came down and choked me in my... He can't kill you! He can't. The devil can't physically harm you. Now, your attitude might be, well, then why should we worry about him? Because of the enemy, the devil, Satan, does have the ability that you will harm yourself. You will kill yourself. You will destroy yourself. He has that power, and that's the power we need to understand. Not, not, not the, the, the movie power where you have to have holy water and, you know, specific, you know, jeweled crosses or no, we want to know what does the Bible teach? Because a lot of you are dealing with things and this is, this is something you need to understand. There, there comes a place where you're, you're, you're in this journey, this life, this new life, and you're seeing things like you can't overcome, you're having difficulty over, you, you've been doing this for a year now, and, and, and here it is, and you're still having the same issues, same problems. And the tendency is, is and, and we teach that you have to overcome the flesh. You have to, you have to renew your mind. You have to uh, make sure you don't get stuck in the rut of your past. Those are, those are all important to understand. But see, the enemy works in that stuff. He's involved. He's got his hands in here. And this is the key right here. As a man or woman processes thought, so are they. And so when you start looking at this, you start saying, okay, what is the Bible telling me that I need to know? That I, need to, I need to understand about the enemy. So when you're going out there in life, you're going to realize, wait a minute, I need to recognize the spiritual warfare first. Because if I don't, I'm going to battle flesh and blood. I'm going to think of a natural way of how to win. And usually it doesn't take you over the top until you realize the importance of knowing that there's an enemy that is after you. And that's what we're going to learn today. 2 Corinthians 11 says, lest Satan, so Satan means accuser, slanderer. That's what is the Hebrew word means, is that the, the enemy accuses, he slanders, he lies. All right? The Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant. Everybody say we're not ignorant. Well, some of us are, right? And this is the thing. See, our success lies on not being ignorant. Just because you have, you have information doesn't mean you're not ignorant. You can have the wrong info. So many Christians have the wrong info of this. So many. Why? Because you got religious stuff in you. Religious instruction, religious teaching, religious ideology. And so it almost places this as fairy tale land. Because that's what religion does. It's not relevant. But if you want to do this right, you got to look at his life. That's it, period, life. Jesus says, I come to give religion and a bunch of it. Is that what he said? I can't find it anywhere. All I see is he came to set us free to deliver us, to whoop the enemy, and to give us a life of freedom and abundance. Oh, man, that's good, good, good stuff. So as you're sitting there, anything I talk about that's, that's what the Scripture teaching, you should be tagging this on you. It should be putting a tag on your heart that this is what I need to know. This is what I need to, to, to keep before me. It's going to give you the victory if you do this. It's what I do. It's what I've done for years. I keep that word up. I keep, keep my focus in on what does God say? What does God say to me? And that's how I overcome. That's how I win. I can be in the middle of a storm 
and feel that storm big time. Getting all wet and, it's, and the boat's filling up. But I'm gonna tell you right now, in here, I know that I know that I'm gonna get to the other side. Now, I'd like it if I wasn't getting wet and the boat wasn't filling up. But hey, I'm gonna get to the other side. I'll get to the other side. And that's what I want you in your life's journey to realize that when you're in a storm, you've been hearing these words and you've been paying attention to what's being taught. And you say, nah, no, I'm getting to the other side. I'm not losing this battle. Why? Because my Jesus didn't lose any battles. And he's the one that I focus on. And when you look at Jesus in the storm, in the boat or out of the boat, his whole attitude was is, let's do this thing. Let, let's, let's get where we're supposed to go, guys. He, he calls Peter out because Peter says, hey, if that's you, Lord, call me out. I'll come out to you. We think of him getting out of a boat without realizing what he got out of. He got out of the boat, but the storm didn't stop. It was still... So even when you take it to the next level... This ain't no calm water where, you know, the water's glassy and it's like, hey, maybe I can't walk on it. You know what I'm saying? But it literally, he's going, and it's, and, and, and it's not easy. And as he gets out of the boat, it's, he's like this. What's up? No, he gets on that water in the midst of the storm. Is anybody listening to me? When he get in the water? When he get in the water? In the midst of what? You want to go on beyond? You want to get to the beyond? That's beyond. The ability to do something that no way you had ever thought of doing before. Jumping out of a boat and walking on water. Are you guys hearing me? But see, it wasn't on his own power. This is where we can get a little mixed up. And it wasn't on the power of Jesus. What was it on? The power of belief in his word. Not Jesus going, you know, doing a Jedi mind, you know, just holding him up. And Peter's like, going, no, no Jedi trick. No. Come. Word release out of the mouth of Jesus. That word moves forth as a seed. Because he said, the sower sows the word. Come. The seed then is planted in Peter. Peter receives the seed and acts immediately. Immediately received the word with what? Gladness. But does that take you to the other side? No. Does it take you to the position you're wanting to get to? No. But it does get you walking on water for a short time. Oh, yeah. I'm just teaching what, 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 the, word got, what, what the Word teaches. See, the Word was received, but it didn't mature and grow. And that's why Jesus said, Peter, immature faith, buddy. You believe, but it stopped. Why? When you believe, mature, you keep your eyes on Jesus and not the storm. You keep your eyes on the word and not the storm. You keep your eyes focused on the word of God and not the storm. You keep your eyes focused on the life that Jesus led and not on the storm. And when we start doing this, I'm telling you, you're going to go beyond. You're going to go to a place you've never been for, been ever before in your personal life, in your marriage, in your family, in your workplace, in your job. You are going to go places that God has destined you to go but it's, there's no tracks in front of you. 
This is new ground. Not simple, but hey, that's where we want to go. I want to get there, don't you? So he says the enemy, we're not ignorant of his devices. Noima. That literally means to blind or confuse the mind. We're not ignorant of the ability of the enemy to blind and confuse. It even in, in the Greek has uh, like a smoke. Smoke is all over the place. We can't see it, just smoky and smoky. And that's what the enemy does. What does he do? His operation, his MO is this. So no, you don't have to anymore when you get up late at night and dark and go, is the enemy there? All scared that the devil's in your house somewhere. You've been watching too many movies, especially in October. I'm telling you, that's all. That is, that is a lie. And you know what the devil does? He loves it. He's like going, no, it's true. No, no, I can't be stopped. Sometimes holy water doesn't stop me. He, he will lie and lie and lie and lie. And the more you watch that crapito, the worse it's going to become. I'm telling you right now. It's not the direction you want to take your life into. No. Freedom, Amen. Freedom. 2 Corinthians 4 4 says this Whose minds, Noema, the God of this age has blinded? See, here Paul's talking about people that have not received Jesus yet. And he says, The reason why we were that way once is our eyes were blinded, smoke filled, where we couldn't see the truth. Are you hearing me? And that's what we have to understand. The enemy's plan is to infect this. This is how this, this ain't about heaven. In heaven, he ain't there. At eternity, he's not there. He's right here, right now. And this is the operation he gets to operate in. He can't operate in the future. He can't even operate in the past. Only now. Here. He's not up in, in, in heaven chasing people that are, oh no, the devil's coming after us. Here. This is where our warfare is right now. But we're learning. Everybody say, I'm learning. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm learning. Amen. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded it to, to make dull of intellect. John 8, 44. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. This is Jesus speaking. He's a liar and the father of lies. There is no truth in him. How much truth is in the devil? None. Satan has no truth. The Bible says that Satan not only has no truth, but he is the father of lies. Father means he's the originator. He's the beginning of lie. Isn't that crazy? He's the beginning of sin. He's the beginning of lies. Seeing a good picture of who this fool is, right? Come on. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to, I like the word able because it literally means empowered. Put on the whole armor of God that you will be empowered. That, the Greek language is awesome. And when I break down words, I'm not trying to say, hey, look how cool I am. It just brings you a, a, a clear picture of what the scripture is trying to show us. And a lot of times, a lot of times the English you know, language or its word in the translation doesn't give you the, 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 the right, the right analogy that you got to be looking at. Because again, we're not talking about, I'm reading a, a fantasy book. I, I, you know, I'm reading a novel. No, I'm reading an instruction book. I need to understand it. Amen. Just so you understand that. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be empowered to stand against the wiles. Everybody say wiles. That's methodea. It's a compound. This word has meta, 
and Hodeo. It literally means a road or a lane, an avenue. In that meaning, it means it's a direction or this path of direction. All right? So here it says that we will stand against the direction or path. Direction or path, the avenue, the lane. And then watch what he says. Stand against the devil. Now, now notice he didn't say stand against Satan. And these are things we have to pay attention to because we're going to read devil in Scripture different times. But the name of the devil is actually Satan. Do you hear me? Devil is more like an MO. Devil is more like a job description. And I'll show you, show you how this works. Because when you start seeing devil, you're not going to see it as a name. Because it isn't. Many of you have, you know, you're, you have professionals, you're, you're experts at certain things. And it could be like computer engineering. It could be, you know, uh, carpenter, whatever. And people know your name, but they also know you by your ability. Yeah, that person's, that Tim, he's a computer engineer. No, he's not, but unless there's another Tim that's a computer engineer. And so what you do is you start seeing Tim and that job description, and you put those two things together. Here is, it's so important to see this because he says that we're able to stand against the devil. Now, the devil, we're going to look at the word devil, and, and many of you already know this, but hey, we can hear it over and over again because we need to know, amen? Inquiring minds need to know. So the word devil is dia and balo, all right? Now, balo is the Greek word to throw. So it's literally seeing something that's being thrown, okay? Dia is the picture of something that a membrane or something that's, that's, that's containing something. So dia and balo together is the picture of dia, the, the containment or the thing that's to be penetrated, and balo is to throw. So you have this picture of the enemy throwing to penetrate a barrier. Throwing to penetrate a barrier. And in context, it's a repetitive, intense action. The devil doesn't come to you and go, you're stupid. That's not how the devil works. You will never have any evil, any negative operate on a one-shot principle. Never, never, ever, ever, never. You'll never even call yourself stupid just once. That was stupid. Ah, what an idiot. You'll never stop it one time because it's a process of the enemy. But listen, pay attention from now on. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are going to try to stop it in the first time. But I guarantee you, you don't stop it first time. You don't stop one time. Why? Because it's in complete connection to the enemy. I bet you can say, I'm so good one time. I'm not kidding you. This, these are things you need to really pay attention to. When it comes to negative or evil, it amplifies so much more. We, as human beings on this planet, it, it's so ridiculous, but it just shows the, the, the curse and the sin nature is that we, we thrive on hearing negative news. The news, a pastor fed 500 people. Okay. The news, a pastor robbed Quick Trip. <gasps> I mean, we're not only reading it, but we're calling people. We're, we're, we're sending it, we're forwarding that information. We're, we're memorizing it. We're, we're digging deeper into Google about this pastor. But him feeding 500 people, it's like, yeah, whatever. Wasn't me. You can, are you guys hearing me? All right. 
And, and when I say it, I know you're hearing me. I'm, I mean, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Because that's when you're going to take this to the next level. So it says that the enemy operating on this load, oh, this road, is the devil, which means his devil, Satan's MO or Satan's operation is to be able to continue to blast you with, you're stupid. You are stupid. Your mom says you're stupid. The neighbor says you're stupid. Your boss says you're stupid. You say you're stupid. And that's how the enemy works. And what he's doing is he'll continue with that intensity. If you don't do anything about it, he'll continue to hit until he breaks through. And that's his whole being is about. How can I break through? Some people, man, your mind is like glass. He throws one thing and it's it's like, the devil's like going, oh, I'm in this one. It's easy. That was easy. They just woke up Monday morning. Now they hate the world. That was simple. I'm not talking about anybody in here or anybody out there, I'm sure. But man, he ought not to be able to use our mind as a playground. The devil needs to look at our, he, he, when he drives by any one of our minds here at Love Life, he sees the playground. But there's bars, there's electric fences, there's, there's razor wire all around. He's like going, ah, forget this. I don't have time for this. I'm telling you, you think I'm, this is true. He's like going, forget that. I ain't got time for this. I'm going to go for someone else. But he's looking for that one person that has this opportunity, but they're standing on the outside of the fence. He's like going, boom, you're mine. We got to make sure we put up what the word says, withstand, withstand. This also, this word actually is used many times in the area of soldiers in a military term. And and it's an attitude of a soldier operating in a command that he's to oversee something. So there's a lot at stake. There's a responsibility there. So he's doing what? He's standing guard and watching. And that's what we should be doing, amen? We ain't playing games. You playing games, you you doing the religious walk. You getting up every day, you know, speaking out who you are, who you belong to. God's got your plan in front of you and you're ready to receive any direction, any call that he has for you. When you start operating that way, everything becomes different. Every obstacle in your way is seen differently. And they will come. Obstacles will come. It doesn't mean I'm serving Jesus at this level. Nothing, nothing's going to bother me. No, you're going to have stuff bothering you. You're going to have to stop many stuff trying to knock you off the top. But let them try. When When you're set, when you're focused, when your eyes are on Jesus, his word, you get it. I don't go out there in fantasy land like nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's gonna... No, I know that I'm going to live life. And if I do get opposition, if there is pressure, I've got to view it in a different light. A different light. Not normal. I've got to live in the beyond. And no matter how much success I've had, it's not good enough now. I've got to go in the beyond. I've got to find out what greater success is. Oh, man, I'm good here. I'm handling good here. No, I, what, what's in the beyond? It could be so much better. And I want to take that type of attitude with me every day. As long as I'm here, that's my heart's desire. It's my heart's desire for you guys, too. But you can't just listen to my voice. you got to hear with your heart. Just hearing me doesn't do anything. You've got to take this in. That's why Jesus, was, he, he, he would say, God, do you have ears to hear? He didn't say that with, do you have ears to hear? No, he was saying, saying it with intensity. Like, I need you to understand this. I need you to pay attention. When we gather together, that's what you have. You have to turn this into something other than a church service and bring it as a life 
instructional date. Coming to, coming to church to receive instruction for my life. Not to fulfill religious duty, because that's a bunch of duty. All right. Ephesians 6.12. I know I got a lot of scriptures here. But we do not wrestle. Everybody say wrestle. Say wrestle again. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Palais. Hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. This is up close and personal, all right? Now, the reason why I need you to see this again, because anybody in here wrestle? Man, it's like, what church is this? It's like, all right. One wrestler, just one wrestler? Two wrestlers, okay. Three wrestlers. Now the, now the ones that want to be wrestlers are going, no, that's all four. I didn't say, listen, I didn't say wrestle like TV. No, wrestle. When you're wrestling, it don't, you ain't apart. You are right on top of each other. You are touching. You are close. I mean, it's just everywhere. That word also is, is vibrate. <laughs> so it's saying you are so involved and so connected that it's just argh, wrestling. Amen. For we do not have this wrestling, this close to close combat. What did it just say? It said, for we do not wrestle. But follow me on this because it's not saying we don't ever wrestle. It's going to teach us something about life. Oh my gosh, this is too good. I, I better get more intensity, lean in and get ready. But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Okay, so our warfare or our struggle is not against what we think it's against. Because we do. We think it's against our uncle or that mean aunt or that wife or that husband or that boss. And we think our struggle is with that person. And yeah, I'm sure they are antagonizing you or agitating you or whatever. I'm sure, but... When you look at it as if they're the problem, you've already missed out. You already missed out. Because it says here, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies. What, do you, what word do you see a lot written in there? Against, 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 against. Against is a word pros. Pros is face to face. Close encounter. Face to face, close encounter. We do not wrestle against wrestling against this people. But we do wrestle against face to face, close. Uh-oh. This is sort of scary now because what it said, it, it said we do wrestle against principalities, archas. That's the highest in power or the chief of, of, of devils. Okay, so it's not Satan. It's a hierarchy. It's be generals, okay? Generals. Then it says against um, powers, Exosia. This word literally means the authority to exercise a demonic evil power. So we've got these generals, these, these devils of generals, and then they've got these next group that have this authority to exercise this demonic power. Now you're like going, flicking over to the last movie you saw of the enemy. But I don't want you to go that way. But I am showing you what scripture teaches. And then it says against rulers of darkness, cosmocrator. 
Cosmocrator literally means specifically arranged authority. So I'm not seeing some devil that's, ah, Satan's like, ah. I see someone's got its act together. He's got organization. See, a lot of people think Satan is out to get you. I'm going to tell you right now, Satan probably doesn't even know you. Just telling you the truth. You think he's going to spend time with you? Because you're so influential in the world. You're impacting so many thousands of lives. What do you, what do you, come on. I, you know, I'm not trying to make fun. I'm just saying. So Satan wants to mess with your life. Does that make sense? Anybody, does that make sense at all? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And it's, ama it's amazing how many people are automatically assuming Satan's after me. Why? Because I, I went drinking and he's going to give me Satan. So you're, you're that person that he's like going, if I don't take them out, the world's, I'm going to lose the world. Do you see what I'm saying? But, and this is a big but, and this is important. Scripture makes it very clear that the angels were innumerable. Tens of thousands, thousands and thousands. Hebrews says innumerable amount of angels. So it's like looking up in the sky and you see, well, not here. You know, you look up at the sky here and you count six stars. Go up north and <laughs> go up north and look. And you can, it's just too many, too many. Okay. That's how many angels there are, all right? Then the Bible says that the devil was able to deceive two-thirds of that innumerable amount. So how many evil angels and devils are there? Innumerable. So there isn't a few. There's a bunch. Now, why is that important? It's important to understand because there's evil everywhere. See, think of it this. This helped me years ago when I heard this. Y'all know that there are Christian radio stations out there, right? And then there's other radio stations out there that use F-bombs. I mean, you name it. They'll be playing that music, right? Well, you bring any type of tuner in here, and you can tune it in this church to hear, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord, or... F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb in this place. Right. So what am I showing you? I'm showing you that it's all over. It's just what are you going to tune into? Right. That's the picture yeah. of the spiritual warfare out there. Devils are, there are everywhere. So are angels. I got the angels watching over me. So they're angels. They're angels right here. There are angels here. Now, because there are angels here, I believe they're whooping on any other devil around here. Unless you be listening to the devil right now going, when's he going to end? I need to get eaten. <laughs> then you, you, you just moved your angel out of the way and the devil's sitting there talking to you. Talking to your stomach and fit for, fit for life's over, man. I'm going out there. I can't wait till we're done because I'm going to eat some enchiladas. That's the devil talking. If you were spiritual, you'd be going, I'm going another week. I didn't say I was spiritual. I'm saying if you were spiritual. I'm just saying if you were spiritual. <clears throat> but I guess not. Thank you, Jesus. So he says that rulers of darkness, and then he goes spiritual wickedness. Panaria is the Greek word. And this is an interesting word because it, it says, it, what is the scripture? It says, again, spiritual wickedness in the heavenly, but that's not, what it does not mean in heaven. It's the spiritual atmosphere that's around this whole earth. And so this group literally operates in a way to infiltrate, to cause mental, physical difficulty, pain, sorrow in this atmosphere around us. That's what this group is out to do. I believe that group right there is one of the main groups that are, that are attacking people all over, all over. 
Now, are they attacking non-believers? No. See, this is the problem. We assume that they're so focused in on making everybody Satanist and they're just hanging around the Satan churches. They aren't even around the Satan churches. <clears throat> they don't care. They actually hate the Satanists, but they're not born again. So it doesn't matter. They're going to hell anyway. Why would you try to mess time with someone's going to your house? It, you wouldn't, right? So it's like, who cares about them? Let them believe whatever they want to believe. But others that are on the verge, others that are living for Jesus, others that, are, that, that, that have walked with Jesus but fell away, those are the people that the enemy is trying to influence. You all know, you all wise people in here, you got common sense. You ought to know right off the bat, the devil can't physically hurt you. Otherwise, he'd kill everybody. He still kills and destroys. Well, then how's it happening? His influence. His influence. His influence. Over your life or over other people's lives. His influence. That's what scripture teaches us. We're not ignorant of his devices. We know how he works. That right there gives you upper hand. Come on now. You're, you're, you're living upper hand life right now. You're at the next level. Well, let's, go, let's keep going with this, amen? <clears throat> next, we have 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we live in the world, we do not war as the world does. There's another statement that quit looking at if it's people. Yeah, people can be ornery. People can be ugly. People can be downright mean. I mean, disgusting. Listen, I get that. You, everything you read is about disgusting things that are taking place. There, there is disgusting people that should be shot instantly. They're just gross and degrading and filthy and hurting killed children and babies and just disgusting people. And then you keep going with the ladder of evil and ugly and mean and nasty. And, and that's what, what this world has. It's filled with it. <clears throat> it's filled with nation against nation, wars and rumors of wars, all these things with the nature of flesh. Our sin nature, which is tied to the enemy, still kill and destroy. You got all this fantasy people out there going, oh, peace with nerve. We all need to be living peaceful. You can't. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's impossible. Even Christians talking that way are ignorant of Scripture. Ignorant. They don't know the Bible. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace on earth. And they'd be going, no, we're Christians. Peace, peace. We're Christians. Peace, peace, everybody. Peace. You ain't no Christian. You a dummy. If Jesus, our Lord and Savior, said, I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword, a big one. That's what he said. Where are we getting this? Where do we get this other stuff? That's what I'm telling you. Religion is filled with lies. And many have religious instruction, religious ideologies, religious thoughts, religious opinions, and you tie it to truth. And it has nothing to do with truth. Nothing. So what are you going to do? Keep doing your thing? Or are you going to start going, you know what? I'm done with this. Empty slate. Start over. What you got from me? And all of a sudden, the word of God starts changing. Things start changing. You can play this off. You can like whatever. But you don't know this thing. When this thing's real, Monday means something. Your life in general means something. Everything matters. Everything. It's getting the right mindset. He says, we don't war as the world does, but the weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, our weapons have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. It goes straight to a whole different concept. He just talked about, you know, M16s and, you know, grenade launchers and all this. We don't do that. 
what we have power to pull down, what we've been talking about, the enemy. The enemy is trying to get here to build fortresses in your mind, strongholds. And don't let good things come in and don't let the bad get out. And that's what he does. That's what his heart is. See, we assume that the enemy comes in, all of a sudden we become demon-possessed. That's, it doesn't work that way. The enemy comes in to an area of your mind that's open. Anybody in here, you do something and you do it good. Come on, you all raise your hands. There's something you're good at. Chewing gum, I don't care, whatever it is. Y'all good at something, everybody in here. Then the other, the other question would be, how many in here are the areas that you're bad at? All right, then see how the bad thing was like going, good, it's like. Oh. Yeah, and you walk out here and you be real. Yeah, I'm good at everything. I'm all that. In church, you're like going, false humility. You hit the wrong place. We real here. We're supposed to be real here. At the beginning, I didn't think I was at my church. All right, let's move on. Now look at this. He says, on the contrary, our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. Oh my gosh. Just reading that, I get chill bumps. I, I, I think it's so special because what it just said is this. If I got ugly up here, I let ugly in there. And if ugly is a stronghold, I allowed it to get there. Now, what is the common sense of most Christians? I don't care about God. I don't care about That's most Christians. But the word of God comes in and goes, yo, I gave you power to destroy. Yeah, you let it in, but now we're going to break it down. You're going to break it down. You let it in, but you're going to break it down. You let it in. Now I'm going to give you power to destroy, annihilate, crush all those strongholds that you let in. I don't know how many, how many scriptures I have to show you about our attitude of being a fool where, we should, where we're saying, I deserve this, and God coming on scene and saying, fool or what? I don't care. Let's win. That's when you're hearing truth. That's when you're hearing scripture. What happens is we get so convinced that our failure is more empowering than truth. See, people, people can hear and feel the joy of what they hear, but that won't give them the ability to overcome. That's how people go like this, and then all of a sudden, boom, and they go like this, and then boom. It, it's not about your ability to have victory. It's about your belief system to have victory. Because your belief system, when it literally is changed, produces change. I can talk to you, and I know there are many in here who can talk to you about different habits that they have overcome to where the way that habit had the ability to pull you in is so much different then than it is today. I could go into any liquor store, well, actually any grocery store, and walk near or next to these aisles to where one time it was like... <laughs> MB4040. What else can I get here? I'll get some of this and I'll get some of this. Oh, Tangare, get some of this. Habits suck me in and then I want to get away from them and then pull on me like magnet. Habits. Now, nothing. Nothing, nothing before something, something, nothing. There's not a glimpse or a nothing. What happened? That's the thing. I can talk to many of you in here 
You know what I'm talking about. What is, it's the true journey of a believer. There are going to be times when this stuff is like, ah, okay, keep me away from anybody. Keep me away from Quick Trip. I don't even want to go anywhere. <laughs> and there is that time. But there's a time when now you can go in and you're looking at that and smell or whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Wow. This is the failure. Let me just move this way real quick. You get around the ones that haven't had victory, the bad company, and all of a sudden you start getting corrupted. See, you're on a victory trail. You're on a journey to overcome. But see, you're not completely in that place where you can do it alone. You're still at that place where you, ah, you can be, you know, tripped into something or that boss can get mad at you and you run down and get a six pack. But you've been having victory for over a year. But because it's still real close to you, you have the ability to fall. But then when you get into other people, ah, man, what's one beer? I know you all heard this kind of stuff. Oh, what's one? Come on, man. Or, or, or they like to throw this one. Oh, you just think you're holier. I'm going to tell you what to, how to reply from now on. Think. There you go. <laughs> I know. But you don't say I know. Just go. No, no. Don't say I know. Just go. Think. Because <laughs> you are. Whatever. Let them deal with it. They've been, de they've been dealing with your new life for years. And they can't stand it. So you bowing over to them ain't going to help them one bit. As a matter of fact, mo there are so many Christians that are screwing over these people's lives because they'd be bowing to them. Okay, I'll drink one because I'm not holding you. I'm just, I don't want you to see me as I'm better than you. You a fool. All right, move on, move on, move on. First Peter 5, 8. Oh, let's finish. Well, let, me, let, me, let me go to uh, John 4, 7. Therefore, when the enemy comes at you, resist. Everybody say resist. Yes. I, I love this Greek word because resist doesn't mean stop it, don't. Stop it, don't. All right? That's not what resist means. That means you're going to fall. That, that's the same mindset of I'm not going to do this again. I'll never do it again. I won't do it again. You're going to do it again. It, you, that has never empowered anyone. You don't renew your mind by repeating your failure over and over and over. There's, it's impossible. As you think, so are you. Even if it's, I'll never do good, I'll never do good. Yes, you will. You got to quit talking about doing it again. You got to quit talking about what you did and start talking about what you do. I am. That's, the, that's where the victory starts. I am. See, when I want to overcome, when I wanted to overcome drinking or whatever, it wasn't, I'm going to stop drinking and stop drinking. That didn't give me anything to overcome. What got me the ability to overcome is to think in a different way that that wasn't included anymore. Not that I am the non-drinker now. No, drinking wasn't in the vocabulary. My new vocabulary had nothing to do with it. It ain't me no more. So by that changing, what happens? My mind changes. When your mind changes, it now creates a different habit. And that's not my habit any longer. Are you guys hearing me? It's not my habit. But it wasn't by going, stop it, I won't do it, I won't do it. I swear, God, I swear. Those don't work. I'm telling you, those don't work. If it worked, we'd all be perfect right now. Right? It don't work. You got to eliminate it. Eliminate from your conversation. Eliminate it from your mind. That's how you do it. Do you overcome instantly? No, I just told you. It, it's the process. You use wisdom now. So you take it out of your mind, but you don't go to the liquor store to buy a, a donut. Are you guys getting it? Are you hearing me? All right. I could go so deep in that, that one right there, by the way. I mean, I could go into all kinds of subjects, but we won't go right now. Submit to God, resist the devil. Notice it said, 
do not resist Satan. It said, resist what? Oh, 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 well, well, what? Is that his name? Is that his name? Uh-oh, who are we resisting though? Who are we resisting now? We know what devil is now, right? What am I resisting? I'm resisting this. Resist the enemy's attacks of, resist it. Are you guys listening? Do you have ears to hear? It's not that you don't hear it. It's that you do hear it. How are you going to resist if you don't know you're being attacked? Exactly. What's the first thing that Christians do when they're getting attacked? I'm such a loser. I'm such a dirty mind. I'm a... The devil just hits like he threw two times. And you're like going, I'm a Satanist now. <laughs> are you guys getting this? What am I saying? I'm saying you're going to hear the enemy's attack. But you're going to resist. What are you going to do? Resist. resist. So when that ball, that, that demonic dart comes out your way, now all of a sudden you hear, oh, you're a fool. What an idiot you are. You should just go out and go clubbing tonight. What are you going to do? Well, Scripture says to do what? Resist the attacks. Do you guys believe in the Bible as the word of God? Do you believe God is not a liar? All right, then I need you to stop it right now. Let's go playing the games. Let's just get the truth, set it down on the table and go, okay, I'm taking it. It's mine. Because the Bible says when you resist, when you withstand, when you say, all right, that's enough. The resistance. Just look up the definition of resist. It's just an opposite action of the other action. That's all it is. And it says, once you resist, knowingly. Not, not knowingly. Knowingly. In other words, you're not, this ain't no game now. You know how the enemy works. You know you know how he works, and you already know the battle that you fight. Everybody in here does. Everybody. And there's going to be future ones in front of you because you're going in beyond. You've never fought those battles yet, but it's okay. Why? Because you, you got the ammunition now. What happens? The thought comes in. You know it's dumb, but then it hits you again. Just like I said, you ain't going to do it once. It hits you again. And you're like going, oh no, uh-uh. I don't accept that thought. And that is not a part of my life. And the Bible says when, this is so important to understand. When you resist, he flees. Now, did I say that? Do you believe in the Bible or not? See, this is the con job of the devil. He wants you to think that he's sitting there going, nah, man, I'm all that. Yeah, you might have said no, but I'm going to stand there and keep pressing my way in because I'm, I'm the devil. I'm Satan now. What did the truth say? It said, if you resist, the enemy will flee. In the Greek language, run away scared like a little sissy girl. That's not the Greek, but it means, it means, it means run away in fear. So what did the Bible say? Resist the devil. And he runs away. There's your victory. There's your victory. The moment you stand because you know, there's your victory. Resist isn't going, stop it, stop it, stop it. That's not resistance. Resistance is fire. It's no. Enough's enough. First Peter 5, be sober, be vigilant. And where vigilant means you're aware, you're on guard. Because your adversary, because your adversary, this word actually is a Greek word that's used for prosecution. 
your adversary, remember the devil's slander, he's the accuser. I'm, listen, I, I'm just sharing with you the enemy that we're really at war with is the one that's sitting there trying to lie to you, trying to get in your mind, trying to say, nah, he's this and, and she's this way and, and your boys are this way and your girls are this way and your job's this way and your boss this way and that driver's this way. And it's, he's just trying to get there to get you to react, to act in a way that is not gonna bring production of good in your life. That's all he does. And so here it says, be vigilant, be on guard because your adversary, the devil, who? Your adversary, let me get in there, 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 let me get in there. The adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who may be devoured. Resist him. How? Steadfast in the faith. You know what the previous verse is? A verse that just blows away most believers when they hear the truth. And that is one of the hardest scriptures to receive. But it's one of the greatest, but it's one of the hardest. Ready? Yes. Cast all your care upon him. For he cares for you. What did he just say? Let me bring it home to a place where most Christians have no clue. You know that word care? Cast all your care? You know that's your care that you created, that you charged, that you made the decision, that you screwed up, that you did, that you did. The care is yours. You're guilty. And God comes on the scene and says, take that guilt that you caused, that is all yours, and give it to me. No, see what I'm saying? When you hear real, it's like going, dude, this is too deep. How can this be? That's what, that's what religion does to you. It makes you question this. And what God was saying is, is I already know you were a fool. I, I already know you made this choice. I already know you goofed up. I already know you made a bad decision. And I already know you didn't listen to me. Give it to me. Because I care for you, fool. No, he didn't add fool. That was, that was my translation. But think about it. God is looking at us being dumb and going, no, process. What is God doing? Just trying to get us all eliminated from dumb stuff so we can do more dumb? No, it's a principle of understanding what is necessary to overcome the attacks of the enemy and the different way he attacks. And I'm telling you right now, once you get hold of that information, you have the ability to overcome everything. And the answers to that is next week. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the truth of the word of God. And I believe that as we're hearing this information, it's bringing deliverance. It's already setting us free. And that's what your word does. The truth received can give us the ability to be free in our lives. But we have to accept it. We have to put it to use. So Father, I thank you that the word of God is a living word. And the information that we've just heard can now become life to us. As seed enters to the ground, we're going to determine ourselves as good ground. We're going to be fruitful, and we're going to allow this to multiply in our lives. Yes, it's exciting to hear, but we're not hearing this with emotions. We're hearing it with a mindset, an attitude that says, enough's and enough, I'm going beyond, and I need the tools to get me there. And Father, we thank you for this information. We thank you for this truth, and I have an expectation right now that every person that hears the words of mine that I have spoken from, from God's leading will start their journey into the beyond and we're going to experience the greatest year of our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, 
Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Y'all bless. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.